Okay, welcome to uh, Season 1, Episode 2 of the Quick and Painless Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Carter. And I am the other host, Dylan. And yes, we are back for our, surprisingly, our second episode. We haven't been canceled yet. No, nobody's come knocking on our door with a cease and desist order, so I figured we're a success so far. Yes, episode one was a smashing success. Smashing. (laughs) (laughs) There's some smashing going on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we... um, I think episode one was not without its uh, trials and tribulations. I, I think if you listen to this versus that, you're going to notice a difference in audio. At least I hope so. Yeah, we. Um, I, think, I think we finally figured that out. So. I think so. Yeah. Uh, you know, but we're, we're young. We're hungry. We're, it's, <laughs> it's early. I mean, it's late, but it's early. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. It's early we, in our quote-unquote podcasting uh, path that we're that sure. we're taking that we're writing right now. Sure, let's, let's go with that. That yes, okay. So we are celebrating a week of uh, a Hall of Fame class for 2020. An early announcements for for Hall of Fame. They usually wait a little while yeah. on those. But how's that? I how's that? It, it was really early. I was kind of surprised by that. I wasn't expecting to hear anything until. Around like uh, Rumble time, honestly. Yeah, I yeah, I guess it is right around Rumble. I mean, I, I suppose it's just the road to WrestleMania is when they they start with some of those announcements. But it's I don't know. I think there might be something to that. I I I, I think um, obviously they want to sell tickets, you know. But um, I think having the NWO as one of the uh, one of the, the, the groups, I guess, uh, that's being inducted, I think, uh, is, is interesting. It's an interesting choice, and it's an interesting timing, given everything that's going on in the landscape of wrestling and also especially in the WWE. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll definitely see how it plays out, and um, very cool. Very cool that the yeah. NWO is being inducted, and rightfully so, I believe. Definitely right for the, rightfully so. They played a big part in um you know mid 90s wcw they were well in the monday night wars wars of course too and here we are in the midst of the wednesday night wars and i guess that's what i'm getting at when it comes to peculiar timing interesting i didn't think about that Mm. good call good call and might be on to something maybe and uh, also for the 2020 Hall of Fame, we have the former Decon Batista. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Dave, Big Dave Batista also being inducted into the Hall of Fame. And um, definitely another one that's deservingly so deserves to be in there, I believe. I think so. I, I mean, I, I know that there's been a lot of talk about well he just had a match this year should he be inducted this early um i don't know i don't i don't i don't think there's much to that I, he could have a match yesterday he still deserves to be in the hall of fame regardless of when he's considered so i don't think it matters i mean there there are no ballots so you can't say first ballot hall of fame it's just one guy saying damn it put, put him in <laughs> So I think, uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think he totally deserves it. Yes. Um, so interesting, going back to the NWO, the inductees for, um, that are going in with the NWO are Hogan, Nash, Hall, and X-Pac. Yeah. I am cur- curious as to, well... What do you think about like Eric Bischoff not being included in that? Yeah, that's that that is a little surprising to me. Um, I mean, I guess not surprising, but he was but, a big part of the NWO. He wasn't like he wasn't he, the, obviously not the original three of the NWO, right. but he was a big part of that faction. Yeah, absolutely, and and 
the NWO was his brainchild. I mean, that was, um, I don't want to, I've heard somebody else say this before, but he was the guy that actually had the balls to say to Hogan, hey, I want to turn you heel. Yes, I remember reading that somewhere. You know, and so just that alone should put him in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> At least his balls. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he was such a major player. He was such, I mean, he was, uh, I don't know if you could say he was the face of the NWO, but you could say he was the voice. The um, brainchild behind it, definitely. Well, sure, yeah, <laughs> but um, when you thought of the NWO, I mean, he's definitely one of the people that you thought of, and as far as I was aware, they, they ended on, uh, you know, good terms, and everything was amicable. I mean, him uh, taking over, what was it, taking over SmackDown or taking over Raw recently? Oh, yeah, as the, um, was it director, I believe, of SmackDown? Yeah, creative yeah, director. creative director, which only lasted, like, what, two months? It was yeah. a very, very short period. You might have gave him a month there, actually. Yeah, he. But well, it sounds like from what I read, he was you know director of catering most of the time. <laughs> well, hey, I hear good things about yeah, catering. Although he's complained about the uh, food, so he he must have done his job very well. Right. Yeah. Well, he should be in the Hall of Fame for yeah. that. Check his, his chicken. His is balls fantastic. and his catering. His balls and his grilled chicken. There you go. Yeah, so, but yeah, that's. I thought that was interesting. That, and and also to correct your mistake there, X Pac is not being inducted. X, well, the six is being oh inducted. My God. Okay, okay. Yeah, different, completely <laughs> different person. <laughs> different. They, they didn't even wrestle the same, same person. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I guess that's no. why Razor Ramon wasn't inducted with the, into the Hall, Hall of Fame with the NWO then, right? Yeah, you know who's not going to be in the hall, uh, hall of Fame? Who's that? One, two, three, kid. <laughs> I no, I guarantee one, two, three, kid will be in the Hall of Fame at some point. <laughs> <laughs> if Razor Ramon and Diesel are already in the Hall of Fame and their real life counterparts are being inducted with the NWO. I guarantee that there's going to be room for the one, two, three kid. Are both Razor Ramon and Diesel in the Hall of Fame? I know for sure. I mean, Razor Ramon is for sure. I'm pretty positive about Diesel. Did fake Diesel and fake Razor Ramon induct them? Because that. If they didn't, that would have. That's a, a huge mess. I'm wondering why they aren't in the Hall of Fame for you know <laughs> taking up the challenge of working those gimmicks. Well, wasn't Fake Diesel Kane? Fake Diesel was Kane. Yes. Isaac Yankum. I, Let's see. Isaac Yankum. I gotta look DDS. It up. <laughs> fake Diesel. Fake, Kane yeah. was Fake Diesel. Yeah. Good old Kane. <laughs> Oh, uh, and that dude, all of his personalities should be in the Hall of Fame. I'm, uh, he had to really walk through some BS to get where he was, he's at right now. And I'm not talking about Mayor, but I'm, you know, as far as like, <laughs> you know, the Kane. He's Kane, in BS now. Yeah, he's <laughs> BS Tennessee, so. <laughs> um, but no, he had to really like walk like, get through some really bad stuff to, you know, get to a good spot, you know, as far as I think, doing the Kane I mean, a lot character. of those, a lot of those guys, though, you know, the, the true um, WWE products, you know, that, that start there and, and, you know, end there, essentially, they all have to do that. I mean, look at The Rock. I mean, Rocky Maivia was not necessarily a bad gimmick by any means. <laughs> but it wasn't going to set the world on fire. No. I'm trying to... What was, uh, what was Bray Wyatt's first gimmick? He I was forgot. Husky Harris. <laughs> <laughs> and look at him now. Yeah, now he's with Huskus the Pig. Wh- Who? Huskus oh. the Pig. Is that really what it's yeah. called? The pig that, like, what? is fat and eats a lot. 
It's called Wow, Huskis. you really, you just you Did totally I blow your mind? nailed it. No, you nailed what every pig <laughs> is known as. Well, you know. Big and eats a lot. Eats a lot and wow. he's fat. I'll be on the lookout for this very unique pig you speak of. <laughs> well, they're probably an endangered species by now, so you're going to have to look really hard <laughs> to find a pig that is exactly like this. <laughs> I guess. So... So yeah, Husky Harris. Husky Harris. But yeah, all those guys have to go through. I mean, Steve Austin. Stunning Steve. The ringmaster. The ringmaster. Yeah. Although, uh, Stunning Steve was WCW, wasn't he? Yes. With, um, okay. Yeah, he, in, he was uh, part of the Hollywood Blondes with Brian Pillman. Yeah, you know, we have. Yep. I've, I've gotten us derailed here. That's okay. You know, it's making for, I think it's making for some interesting conversation. Well... That's debatable. Yeah, we'll we'll find out on Saturday <laughs> what everybody thinks or does not think, which would probably be worse. <laughs> right. Turns out no one listens. <laughs> I forgot to hit record. We're going to start all over no. now. I hope you remember what? the conversation we've been having for the past 12 minutes. Welcome to... Yeah, luckily, episode two. Yeah, luckily, I have my notebook, and I have been taking oh, notes. Oh, dear. You should say, oh, wow. dear. Oh, dear. Uh, I'm going to get oh, dear over, like Mauro got Mama Mia over. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, your hesitation stuns I me. I trying to think of something that, you know would be respectable enough to throw back at you, but my mind blanked, and that's <laughs> all I had. I get you it. Know. Okay. Uh, plenty of other things to get to in the week, including uh, this is oh, the go-home week for WWE's next pay-per-view, TLC. So we'll make sure we spend some time. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, this should be with since it's tables, ladders, and chairs. It should be the HGTV pay per view. Wow, that was a reach. Sorry. Yeah, you. I hope you didn't pull a muscle while you're trying to reach. <laughs> Good <laughs> lord. Reach that far. I hope you're okay. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're okay. Ice that. Well, Ice that later when we get done. I haven't eaten yet, so maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I'm just now. I'm just delirious. <laughs> Well, you're not. You, sir, are not delirious. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not. All right. Uh, so yeah. So I guess with all of that that we had to dissect of all of the wrestling and the content, um, let's move on to our first segment: the best of the week. The best there is, the best there was, and the best ever will be. Dylan. Carter. What was the best thing you saw this week? Oh, gosh. Where to start? Let's see. Well, a couple things. <laughs> Just a couple. Okay. Right. Um, I'm going to start off. You can hear the pages I flipping. I know. It's, it's my notebook. The notebook of knowledge. The, the, the notebook. notebook of notes. Starring Ryan Gosling. Anyways, um... <laughs> So, I'm going to start with, I'm going to, my favorite segment of the week is Mr. MJF accepting Cody's challenge to face U-S-O-B. That is absolutely my best of the week, but I won't steal your thunder. I'll let you you go and and we can go back and forth on it. Okay. So, MJF comes out with Wardlow. Which, this is, we've only seen Wardlow basically standing next to MJF the entire time, correct? Well, he hasn't done so much. His, he hasn't his, done much. His debut was um, when Cody was trying to retaliate against MJF. Yeah. And Wardlow showed up and bum rushed yes. him. Um, but, yeah, we haven't seen too much from him. So. He's just the enforcer. He's, yeah, he's, he is. He is the diesel to MJF's Shawn Michaels. Exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, reading your notebook. Yeah. Oh, damn it. I 
starring it, Rachel McAdams. That's okay. That's okay. I forgive you. But um, MJF is great. He's fantastic. I yeah. love any time that Maxwell has a microphone in his hand. He cannot do any wrong at all. He accepts Cody's challenge, but he is going to name a stipulation, but not on Wednesday. He is going to wait until the AEW Dynamite show in Jacksonville, Florida, which I believe is on January 2nd, I believe. Is that what it is? I think so. Okay, I know. I know. Yeah, whatever their, uh, whatever the date is for the first dynamite of the year. I'm sorry, probably no. January first is on a Wednesday. Ah, there you go. So that's when he's going to name his stipulation for facing Cody. Mm Hmm. Any thoughts on that? Any have any ideas what the stipulation possibly could be? No, you know, and I think that that is another reason why this is my best thing because, and we talked a little bit about it last week, and uh, I have no problem spending extra time on on, uh, AEW for the best thing segment considering we're doing TLC predictions, so we'll get both, you know, WWE and AEW will get uh, equal, equal amount of time. But, you know, I think one of the things that I love so much about AEW is the unpredictability. I mean, sure, there is, you know, it is pro wrestling at the end of the day, so there are going to be elements that are predictable. But especially with this Cody MJF feud, there's a lot of things that are unpredictable. And you didn't, you didn't predict to see, or you didn't expect to see Cody come out and say, I'm going to give you, you know, my Ford Black Ops. I'm going to give you 50 grand. I'm going to give you, you know, my, my, my Louis off my feet. Whatever it takes. I I will give it to you if it means I can I can put my hands on you. I will give this kid you know, you in the front row a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> right? Yeah, that kid was dressed pretty he sharp was. too. By the he way, was, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely a plant. Yeah. Um, but you know that was that. It's just bringing these um, these elements to this feud that you don't really see every day, or at least you haven't in you know. 20 plus years um and so when when mjf says i've got a, a list of stipulations I, it I, who knows it could be you are no longer if i beat you you are no longer a vice president mm-hmm. um i mean it could be anything i really don't know i it's what do you what are your thoughts it's hard to say i mean Basically, we're just going to have to wait and see. Oh, God. I Honestly, I really don't know what... I'm kind of leaning towards something along what you said, though. Like, if, you know, if I beat you, you must... You're no longer the EVP of AEW, or you need to quit AEW. Or, yeah, something along those lines, I think. I definitely... Yeah, I don't think they do a... You have to quit... AEW because I think they're so, you know, tongue in cheek and and kind of uh, look at the camera against the WWE storylines and 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 their their storyline platforms. Um, that they, they I don't think that they would especially this early in their existence do some type of you're fired, you you know type of storyline. I just don't I just don't see them doing that. That's true. But what sense would it But it could be would it make, lose though? the EVP. Yeah, but then he's still an employee of AEW. And you would think sure, with, he just you know with this feud that they have going on that MJF would want him gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just just throwing that out there. Well, he said in his promo, I want you to suffer. And so he wouldn't want him gone because then he wouldn't be able to witness the suffering. But, but him not being there, would that be enough suffering for him? Knowing that this is a company that he helped create 
and now he's Yeah, but gone. MJF has to be the one to I'm going to I'm going to say it, bask in the glory of making him suffer. I think you just did gimmick infringement. I think yeah. so. I, I used I used Keith Lee's <laughs> catchphrase to put over AEW. We're gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> no, keeping it in. All right. <laughs> Your funeral. Yeah. Your bank account. That's gonna be drained. <laughs> this is after we elected to not play the NWO theme music at the beginning. Ah, uh, yes, that's true. <laughs> All right, we're screwed. Okay. So you are um, agreeance that the MJF promo was the best thing that, this week. That was my best thing also. And I mean, it, and I'll elaborate when it turns to be my, my turn, but in terms, but, but specifically on that MJF promo or just MJF, I think, I don't know how you could make the argument that he's not the best heel in wrestling today. Oh, no doubt. He is. I mean, the kid literally lives the promo. I, you know, you you listen to podcasts with him on it. You watch interviews. You know anything where it's typically a peek behind the curtain at who the character or who the the person behind the character is. He stays in character. You know he he knows when people are filming him and he finds it and he you know flips him off or does something or whatever. He doesn't sign autographs. He's rude. He you know he lives the gimmick and he is fantastic at it. And, and that's why it is so great. That's why he's yeah. so great. He just, like you said, he just, he is that guy with, whether he's on AEW or he's outside doing something like mowing his lawn or something. Yep. He is that guy. Have you, I'm going to direct you towards. Uh, the Steve Austin. It's podcast. too late to mow my lawn. <laughs> I'm gonna direct you towards the Steve Austin podcast. He was a guest on there, and Steve Austin interviewed him, and it was it was magic. It was simply awesome because he stayed in character that entire time. I mean, he kind of drifted back and forth a little bit, but not too much where you know it. It seemed kind of hokey, I guess is the right mm-hmm. thing that I'm trying to search for or trying to find right now. But for mm-hmm. the most part, he was in character the entire time that him and yep. that Steve Austin was interviewing him. You need to listen to that. Nice. Yeah, go find it. Right now? Yeah, let's stop recording and you go okay. find it right now and then we'll pick up after <laughs> okay. you Okay, all right, yeah. all right. No, I'm not doing oh, that. Okay. But, I mean, even down to his theme music. Like, you can't even... I mean, I have to get on... I think I'll have to get on YouTube and pull up his theme music just to hear what it really is, because I never hear it over the chorus of booze that he's met with. Yes. But it could... It doesn't even... He doesn't even need music. I mean, you know, again, here we are using WWE examples, but that was one of my favorite things about Tommaso Ciampa when he first turned heel. Yeah. He didn't have music. He He literally came out... Came out to a chorus of booze. Oh, it was and great. It was fantastic. MJF could do the same thing. He very well could. And, and I hate to say it, he would probably do it better. Because he is better. And you, and and you, you know, know it. it. Oh, you know it. Okay. <laughs> All right, what else you got? So that was your, your best best. What, what else you got for your besties? Oh, for my besties? For yeah, my your besties best. this week. Let's see. Blah, 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 blah. Um, this isn't specifically a segment as more it is praise to one individual, another individual also. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Wardlow. Yeah. Wardlow. <laughs> um, Keith Lee. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. Just it's amazing to sit there and watch him do what he does for a guy yeah. of his size. I guess, I guess the only thing that really kind of I have to, I guess, critique is that he needs more emotion in mm-hmm. his face. 
Yeah, he, I don't disagree yeah, with that. He needs to, you know, well, yeah, when he's in a match, he needs to show more emotion. He just kind of has that uh, face, you know, for most of the match. I mean, every once in a while, you'll see some emotion come out, and he'll show it on his face, but I think he just needs to project that more. But he is going to be huge, a huge yeah. star. Do you think they got that that finish right? With Lee doing the sit-down powerbomb and then Baylor coming with the coup de grace? Baylor? Baylor? Yeah, yeah Baylor. That's what Baylor. I to say. Baylor coming with the coup, <laughs> the coup de grace on him. You could say coup de grace, but you can't say Baylor. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Well, I could have yes, said coup. You think they got I could have said coup de grace. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. I I mean if you're if you're gonna have Balor win, which they obviously did, I think it was a fine finish. But I'm saying is Balor is Balor winning the right choice? Right now, yes. I feel Balor is the right choice. Do you think that they're I guess priming Keith Lee for something bigger then, or you think that they're gonna keep him in NXT and uh, eventually climb that mountain? Well, I know from what I hear, from what I've read, yeah, like I've got you know, like I've got ears on the inside of the WWE. From what I hear, maybe you do. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. Who are you? Yeah, who am I? Who is, what am I doing? <laughs> where? Where? Am, where am I right now? Um, Who am I talking yeah. to? Is that you, Dave? <laughs> um, no. I know. But from what I read, like Vince McMahon is really, really high on Keith Lee. So I would think that Vince McMahon would probably want him brought up to the main roster as soon as possible. But I would really like to see him, not saying that's going to happen, but, you know, that just kind of, you know, you know, from what I've read and like how I feel that if I was Vince McMahon, I would want to bring him up to the main roster as soon as possible and do something with this guy. Because it's not every day that you are going to come across a guy like Keith Lee. No. So. No, definitely but not. I would personally like I... him to stay in NXT, uh, you know, quite a bit longer. You know, and kind of develop a little more as far as, like, the facial expressions and, you know, get more value to his name. So that way when he does come up to, you know, either Raw or SmackDown, he's bringing so much more value with him. Yeah, and I see that side. I do. I think um, him not going over, I think, is... um, It's... I mean... He's going to get an NXT title shot at some point. I don't know. I, I don't know that he is. I, 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 I think, think he will. I think he had such a great showing at Survivor Series that it got Vince to be like, all right, I need this guy. And that's why Balor won. Um, and Keith Lee's going to move on. I think he'll be in the Rumble, and he'll probably have a great showing. I don't think he's going to win it, but... I think he'll have a great showing, and it'll probably come down to him and Roman again, or something like that. But mm. I think, uh, yeah, I think he's probably not going to stay in NXT. Mm. Interesting. That's your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I think if it is true that Vince is high on him, which uh, it could go either way. I mean, Vince is, as you know, a, a monster mark. He loves the big guys. So... If you've got one that, that had such a great showing at Survivor Series like Keith Lee did, then, yeah, I could see him being like, I'm going to... Come here, pal. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, um, yeah that's what I well, think. We'll just have to stay tuned and yeah. <laughs> yep. see what happens. So <laughs> I guess we're just going to have to keep watching. Yep. I mean, the story isn't <laughs> over. All right, so are we done with our best of the week? Well, I haven't done my best, you big freaking well, jerk. Well, by the way, you and said then, SOB when I announced that MJF was my best of the week. I'm assuming that was your best of the week. 
Yeah, you must have tuned out at, shortly after I said that because I said that I did have others. Okay. Proceed then, but sir. Did you? Oh, okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so my best, MJ, no. Um, <clears throat> sorry if you hear rustling around. I had to get comfortable, but. Now, my best is, uh, it, it was obviously the MJF promo, but I'm expanding a little bit more on that because my best of the week really is just the production of Dynamite. I think, um, you know, and I said last week that I was going to reserve judgment from week to week uh, with, with AEW just because it is so early. I mean, this is what, week 11? Yes. And... Um, it's so early in their history. They're going to have things that they have to work through. You know, they're going to learn. And obviously stories are going to only continue to, de to develop. So you can't say, oh, well, the way that they executed that sucked because you haven't seen the payoff yet. You don't know what it's going to lead to or whatever. So I always try to reserve judgment. But I think that Dynamite this week was probably one of their best shows just in terms of all of their story storyline de storylines developing um kicking off with Moxley how over is John Moxley right now i mean honestly oh he's over <laughs> not <laughs> like he's over like his career's over but he's over yes definitely right? no i i yeah no yeah i got gotcha. you yeah. i just thought maybe you'd Bring a little bit more no, excitement. It's with amazing. That, <laughs> oh, he's over. Yeah. No, he's over. Oh, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's amazing how much happier he seems, and just everything that he's doing, he, he just seems like he's super into it, and oh yeah, just absolutely loves what he's doing. And you know, and when you're a professional wrestler, like. You can't go wrong with that. No. No, he's, he's, he's cool. You know, he has the cool factor, which I hate that phrase. It's so lame. But, because um, I'm cool. Uh, but, you know, he, he's very must-see TV. And the fact that he enters through the crowd, like he does his own thing, you know, it's not... It's cool because he doesn't want to be cool. You know, he is the new anti-hero. And it's super over. The fans freaking eat it up. And everywhere he goes, I mean, it's, um, I mean, people are just pumped. Like, I don't want to compare this because it's not even close. And uh, I'm getting way too ahead of myself. And clearly my excitement's getting the best of me. And maybe the delirium's coming back. But anyway. Just don't stand up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> his little, like, you know, the the amplifier at the beginning of his music. What is with you and music? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you had... Uh, they have a good theme, when, theme song. Like, you love it. <laughs> I do. Um, I don't even remember where I was going with that. Basically, Stone Cold, the glass breaking, everyone lost their freaking minds. Yeah. A, an AEW crowd... You know the 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 places they they go. You, they hear that amplifier in the very beginning, and they freaking lose their minds. So, I'm not comparing it to Stone Cold because there is no comparison. But it's just it kind of as far as reminds like that me of format that. of having like an opening riff or something at the beginning of your entrance song, just right. to let the audience know, hey, this is who's coming. Something right, that's recognizable. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. But so I loved that whole Jericho Moxley and, and the, the twists and turns they're going on. It's prolonging this uh, this feud and this this story, which is something. And again, not to bash WWE, but that's something that they don't. Excuse me, they don't do very often. Well, they have. You like, know, it's WWE has like what twelve, thirteen, fourteen pay per views a year. Right. So basically, a pay per view each month, so that really limits the time that they have to build up storylines. That's assuming that you're going to uh, rotate a new challenger to the champ at every pay per view. What I'm saying is they don't need to do that. And I'm also not saying that they don't need to um, have the same match 14 times either. I'm just saying that there are ways to 
string your storylines together to bring in new opponents, then all of it makes sense. Um, you know, whatever. And, and I think I like how they're doing it. And I think they're doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love Jericho's promo. I mean, kind of, this is going to be redundant. We're going to say that every week, but I love the fact that he says, he talks about their history and he says, you put tax in my back, you know, or slammed me on tax. You know, I like that they don't avoid talking about WWE without necessarily talking about WWE because that's one thing that WWE will always do is avoid talking about, like, as if they just showed up one day and they were wrestlers. Like, they always, like, well, I don't want to talk about them being in Ring of Honor. We don't want to talk about them. Every once in a while, they'll say, like, when AJ Styles debuted, former IWGP heavyweight champion, just like Brock Lesnar. Yeah. So they'll say that. Oh, we had a long history in Japan. Mm-hmm. But they, they will never say, you know, oh, they came over from Impact. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we just hired John Morrison. He was, where's he been these last year? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. He must, he was on Survivor. Maybe he was stuck on that island. I don't know. Yeah. You know, they don't, I hate that. that they just think that wrestling fans just don't pay attention to that stuff. Yeah. Um, so I liked that. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to make like a big list. But then also, I mean, it's just the attention to detail. Like the fact that Rick Knox, the referee, had, you know, kinesiology tape on his neck this week from the powerbomb he got from Nyla Rose last week. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just little things like that. I mean, and again, not necessarily WWE, but just elsewhere, it would have just forgotten about it like it never happened. Yeah. Whereas a ref bump, you mean you fall into them and they're down for three and a half minutes. So I would imagine a power bomb through a table might last a little longer. Yeah, yeah. You definitely gonna want to put some tape on that. I don't know, but that's. I, are you? Do you agree with what I'm saying? Do you think that I've, I've, I'm I'm a little off base? No, I don't think you're a little off base. I mean, yeah, WWE definitely avoids mentioning other wrestling organizations or any wrestler who has like past affiliations with any. Other wrestling organizations, um, that's either smart or not smart on their end, I guess. Um, Well, it's kind of like, you know, it's like battle rap, right? If if a rapper comes out and says, uh, you know, 50 Cent, you suck, 50 Cent's not gonna, sorry, I mean, of all the rappers, I use 50 Cent, but... um, He's not going to come out and say something because then it's like, oh, well, I'm so popular and no one knows who the hell you are. And now I'm going to say your name and give you, you know, listeners or whatever. Yeah. And I think WWE takes that same approach. That That's kind of what I was I'm getting so big. too because they don't yeah. want to, you know, avert their audience away from their product to another product. You know, they want to try to keep mm. all the eyes on them as much as possible, but... You know, in a way, I think by not mentioning other promotions, specifically um, certain wrestlers who had worked for other promotions and had success there, I think it kind of diminishes a little bit everything of what that specific wrestler has accomplished outside of uh, WWE. And that's kind of a a shame, too. so So I can see it from both sides. Yeah. Um, now, giving WWE a pat on the back, I do want to say, I thought Raw was actually pretty good this week. I mean, there's there's other things, and we'll get to them. But oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the wrestling on Raw has drastically improved. Uh-huh. I mean, Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo was awesome. Aleister Black versus Tazawa was good. Mm-hmm. Buddy Murphy versus Zack Ryder was fine. Uh, Viking Raiders versus Street Profits. Like, I realized that was a, a glorified squash match, but it was a squash match that made sense. And everybody got over. Yeah. I just, the wrestling has, has really, uh, of course, and I skipped Ray versus AJ Styles, but, um, the, the, uh, yeah, I, I, I've already said it, it's, but I can't say it enough. I, I think wrestling on Raw has greatly improved it's just been just good solid wrestling in your opinion yeah just totally i see that 
You disagree? No, I said I see that. I, I, okay. I'm printing what you're typing. Yeah. Okay. So, I was going to say, Dem's, Dem's fighting down. words. I'm not fighting you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. you, you better not. Uh, anyways. Um, so, so speaking of Raw... Sorry, I'm sorry. Like, what were you saying? What were you saying? Speaking of Raw, does that bring us to the worst of the week? Yeah, speaking of Raw, I think, uh, yeah, we go to our next segment. The worst... Oh, wait. The He's Gonna the Puke. He's Going to Puke segment of the week. Huh? Oh, my God. He's, he's gonna... He's gonna... He's gonna... He's coming to puke! He's gonna puke! He's gonna puke! He's gonna... He's gonna worst puke. of the week. I'm going to let you hop into the driver's seat and take us on really? this destination. So, you go ahead. So, you'll probably, you'll probably have more thoughts than I do because I'm still... <laughs> Trying to get the taste well, out of your mouth? <laughs> I think, okay, I'll just say it. For the second week in a row, the two-time, two two-time champ, worst of the week... Has to be the Lana and Rusev angle. I just, I realize that it is the most. It was the most viewed segment from Raw this week, and that at the end of the day, that's what they're looking for. I realize that it's putting Rusev over. That people are rooting for him even more. Um. I realize that it's it's making Lana the the Vicky Guerrero type annoying heel that they want her to be. I just freaking hate it, man. I just I de- like despite all of its success, it's such a trash storyline. Continue. Uh I don't really know what else I can say. It's just, I just can't get behind it. The whole, like, first of all, the whole, like, her and Lashley, like, making out all those weeks leading up to it, like, that was just uncomfortable. And now for it to just get to this point, it was just like, what are we doing? Like, this, I just didn't like it. I'll let you jump in here. Okay, well, <clears throat> would you like to know what I had written down for this? <laughs> sure. I said, okay, what I have written down, Lana. You wrote that out? You wrote that part? I'm getting to it. Lana, you. Rusev, Lashley, ugh. Bad, bad, bad. That's what I have written down in my notebook. That's, that's a fragment. It's a fragmented sentence. That's all I could muster because I felt so dumb <laughs> after watching this. I couldn't even write a full sentence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was just word association. That wasn't even. That's all I could muster up. <laughs> especially like. I barely knew my vowels when I was trying to write it. Right. That. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So I... You're. They're really going to do this whole divorce thing and do it badly in front of a national televised audience. Yeah. <sighs> Lana was horrible in this. She yeah. was. I understand that heels are supposed to be over the top. Mm hmm. But this was so, so far over the top. So far over the top that it was, it just, it made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> and I, did, I didn't want to see her anymore. Yeah. And Rusev wasn't helping it, helping it either. Rusev just came off like so cheesy. Yeah. So scripted. Everything seemed like it was so scripted. Well, Lana, do, do you want me to show you what uh, what happened to you last week on the Tron? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, yeah. Do you think I, that... I wish I could have gotten a divorce from this segment? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do, do you think, though, that they're going massively over the top now? So that way they, you know, so they part company, right? And the end game is for Rusev to be by himself because they've discovered, holy cow, this guy does have a personality. He can talk. We don't need him to have a mouthpiece. He can't talk, though. He can somewhat talk, but he can't, like... It sounds horrible when he talks, though. Because it's scripted. True. It just sounds bad. Well... And this comes back to what we talked about last week. Why why can't you just give them bullet points and let them do it themselves and hit on each individual bullet point that you want them to hit? But... And that would cause them to bring out more of their own personality into their promos. Yeah, you know what else we talked about last week? The Miz, (laughs) on Monday Night Raw, (laughs) on his debut, messing up that whole thing. So, I mean, I guess that was scripted, but so maybe you have a point, (laughs) but still. It all comes full circle. No, but what I'm saying, though, is, you know, maybe this leads into Lana getting back into the women's division and being a wrestler and being a dastardly heel. Do we really want that, Because everyone hates her. Do we really want that? I mean, if it puts over whatever face they're trying to build, yeah. I don't want to see her. (laughs) (laughs) Not in my house. After this, I want her gone. I don't want to see her again. I'm sure she's a fantastic person in real life. Do you watch Total Divas? No. Well, maybe you should start. Maybe you would gain a new appreciation for her. Maybe she'd be your favorite. I just don't want to see her doing stuff like this again. Yeah. Well, I think we both agree. Very bad. Yeah. What else did you have for worsts? Anything? Nothing or else. was that? Nothing that just else. took the cake? Yeah, nothing else is <laughs> going to matter. Whatever I say, whatever I think, this is going to be the um, creme de la creme of... Yeah. Of, yeah. The of coupe the de grace. The coupe de grace of yeah. crap for the week. The coupe disgrace. <laughs> coupe disgrace. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think if we really only have one thing that we can be upset about, I'd say it's a pretty good week of wrestling. There's other things that, like, I wasn't thrilled about, but, I mean, overall, yeah, it was a solid week of wrestling. Yeah. So. Well, um, well, I believe, like you said, mentioned earlier, if I remember correctly, we have some big events coming up this weekend, don't we? <laughs> we do. Uh, yeah, so WWE uh, just, what, two weeks, three weeks removed from Survivor Series? Yep. Decided they wanted to have another pay-per-view, and that's TLC. TLC, that's right. Should I run down the matches for TLC real quick? Uh, why don't we just go match by match and, and think uh, predictions and such okay well we have bray wyatt versus the miz this is not for the wwe universal championship okay thoughts who do you think's gonna win i think uh there will be no winner uh it'll be a you know disqualification or Something crazy is going to happen. Um, like, let me think of how this story has gone so far. Um, well, Bray Wyatt came up from the ring and pulled Daniel Bryan under a couple weeks ago and ripped his hair out. Yep. And since then, he has not been seen. Yep. So I think it'll be so the match will, will not have a clear winner. For his. For his friend, Daniel Bryan. Sure, which is weird. They shouldn't yeah, be friends. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> no, I think um, I think it won't. It, there will be no winner, and 
maybe during the match when the Miz has the upper hand, your attention will be brought to the Tron. And the Tron! It'll be, it'll be either the Fiend or Daniel Bryan at the Miz's house or, you know, terrorizing Maurice in some way. And then the Miz is going to freak out and run out of the ring and run. How is that going to happen if he's fighting Bray Wyatt? That's the whole idea. It'll because it's it. First of all, it's pre-recorded, but in terms of how they do it, but, <laughs> but second of all, that's oh, the God. like the mystique of the fiend. You know, it's because that's the character that Bray Wyatt's playing. It's like, oh, you don't want to anger the fiend now, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it will either be the fiend or Daniel Bryan. Okay. Next. Mm-hmm. Kabuki Warriors. Mm-hmm. Versus Lynch and Flair. In a TLC match. Easily Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. Um, which is probably the right choice. I like how they've built this story. I really lo- I really do. I think the story development they've done here has actually been pretty cool. I think whoever produced the matches uh, needs to like maybe do some some like rethinking of their career because I hate how Charlotte basically like so easily had her match in hand and then just like, oh, you missed out that insane elbow. It just, that match didn't make sense. The Becky match, that that one made a little bit more sense. But the fact that Charlotte was basically built to be like this monster, mm-hmm. you know, it just, that drove me nuts. Um, but whatever, I think Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair going over on them is the right move. Um and then I think that there's going to be more off of that in the future, and we'll get into that in future weeks, I'm sure. All right. Let's see. Next, Roman Reigns versus King Baron Corbin in another TLC match. Roman Reigns. That's all? <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I mean, I feel bad because I feel like these two – you know, I feel like Baron Corbin really gets the raw end of the deal on this. You know, I, I actually don't mind Baron Corbin. I think that the WWE has pretty much gone out of their way to try to ruin him. But, um, yeah, Roman Reigns doesn't doesn't lose here, especially, like, going into the Royal Rumble. All right. Let's see. SmackDown Tag Team Champions, The New Day versus The Revival. Yeah, this is an interesting one because um, the revival just dropped the, the titles prior to Survivor Series. Didn't they have another run sometime before that? Yeah, run too. Yeah. So they've been back and forth with the titles quite a bit. Yeah, and you know WWE just did some releases recently, and the revivals um, contracts are up in March. So oh maybe they're going to try and coax them into staying and they, they go over here. I don't know. This I is a that's tough what one. They, I thought that's what they did with their last title run. It that kinda is. Seems, that kind of seems like it was a way to get them to stay. It was. They, yeah. have, they have dropped the ball with the Revival so bad. Yeah, I it's agree. It's been so wishy-washy with... With their, with their title runs, mm-hmm. it, yeah, all their momentum is just killed. I'm disappointed. Yeah, that makes me a little sad. I'm gonna say revival wins. I I would like to say the revival wins, but didn't. But I want the revival to win, but I, but the new day will probably win. I'm gonna go okay. You're going New Day, I'm going Revival. Okay. Like I said, I don't want the New Day to win. I want the Revival to win, but, you know, chances are it's probably going to be the New Day. I think that they are, you know, they they were working towards Big E turning on Woods and Kofi when Kofi was the champ. And then... E got injured, and then Kofi lost to Lesnar, and that kind of got screwed. But I think that they're going to try to rekindle that. And if they do, 
it's got to start somewhere. There's got to be some dissension there somehow, and I think it starts here. You're saying they're going to start planting the seeds of dissension. Yeah. Not go, like, full dissension, but... Right. You know, just a little sprinkling yep. of some dissension. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Yeah, extra dissension. <laughs> Which is the opposite from a sprinkling. <laughs> from what you just said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said a sprinkling, spring, sprinkling, and you're like, they need more. I'm like, they haven't even started yet. <laughs> yeah. we got to start me with a sprinkling first. Extra. A dash. What? A dash of dissension. No. Which is going to be the name of our new stable. Oh. A dash. With dash Wilder and Scott Dawson. No, I'm talking about you and I. A dash of dissension. That name sucks. <laughs> <laughs> What's our music going to be? All right. Oh. We've gone too far. Okay. What What you got next? Uh, Well, Rusev <sighs> versus Lashley in a tables match. So, much to ours and everyone's chagrin, Lashley wins. Because they're going to continue this damn storyline even longer. Well, they got to have a hearing over the dog to build right. up for the next pay-per-view to have the match. Yeah, I say Lashley. they got to figure out who gets the dog. Do they have a... They don't have a dog, do they? Yeah. This is it. Oh, my God. I thought you said you didn't watch Total Divas. No, on... During the segment on Raw. Are you making this up? No, they were arguing about who gets the dog. Oh, my God. During the segment. All right, maybe I... I'll be honest, I turned it when if I saw If you zoned that that out, I completely don't blame you. <laughs> or if you just, like... If you had a mild heart attack, and he perhaps possibly need to be taken to the hospital while watching the segment, that's why you missed it? That's totally understandable. I was, I was going to puke. Hence <laughs> the segment. But yeah, Lashley wins. What do you think? I don't want to think about who's going to win this match. Because <laughs> we, we all lose. You're, you're forcing me to think about this, and that really hurts. Right. I'm going to have to agree, Lashley. Yeah. All right, what you got? What's next? Um, I believe the last match on here is... Not two more matches. Two more? Yep. Okay, I must be missing one. I've got Aleister Black versus Buddy Murphy. So this will be the match of the night because both of these dudes are workers. And I'm going uh I'm going Aleister Black. I think that they're doing they're doing something with him that's going to lead up to him having a, a good feud for WrestleMania. And I don't know what it is or who it is. So, but I'm gonna go with Alistair Black. Didn't they just wrestle like a week or two weeks ago? Uh, yeah. In like a five-minute match, and Black beat Murphy. I think so. Yeah. So, what has been like the build-up for this the second match that they've had? Did Buddy Murphy come into his closet again? Knock on his door. I, I'm not, I honestly, I don't recall. Um, it's it's escaping me right now. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't know. I mean, how do you even look that up? All I know, all I remember is that there's like a week or two weeks ago where, yeah, they wrestled and Black beat him in like five minutes. And I couldn't tell you exactly what the buildup is, why they're having another match, but I think they need to start doing something different with Black soon. This whole year-long thing of him waiting for somebody to knock on his door. It's kind of getting a little old. They need to spice it up a little bit. They need, like, a dash of spice on there. Because it's been, like, a year, almost. Yeah. Of people, him waiting for people to come knock on his door. <laughs> come I mean, knock it... on my door. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that. Maybe that's going to be the new... It changes his gimmick altogether. Hey, He'll get a new theme song, and we know how you feel about theme songs. Oh, dear. Entrance, about entrance music, so... Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm gonna I say Alistair Black out. is going to win. 
Okay. They're not going to yep. let Buddy Murphy beat him. He's he's undefeated, too, since he got to the main roster, right? I believe he is undefeated. Yeah, that I don't know either. Right. Almost. But positive. yeah, so we, we both say black. Okay. Yep. All right. And then the last match that you forgot about was the Viking Raiders, the Raw Tag Team Champions, are going to issue an open challenge. Now, I have two thoughts on this. Okay. And only two. But what do you think? Hmm. Would AOP make sense? That was one of my thoughts, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. That... As far as, like, a second prediction, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. So... My first prediction is AOP, uh-huh. and then there are no winners because it just breaks down and Kevin Owens comes out and Seth Rollins comes out, and all it does is set up for Royal Rumble, a six-man tag, Owens and the Viking Raiders versus Rollins and the AOP. Okay. But... The other thought, and I saw this advertised, that um, it could be Mark Andrews and uh, who's that other dude? Flash Flash Morgan from NXT UK. Uh, God, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it's Flash Morgan. I feel bad that I can't. Or Flash. Right? Yeah, Flash Morgan. Okay, that's right. So, yeah, I had heard that it was going to be them, but that would be a weird match. And I don't think... I don't think that you'd get much free reaction from the audience either. Right. Unless it opens the show. And then it's just a, a squash match. But even... So, well, but that wouldn't... You wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. You would want, like, Black versus Murphy to open the show. No, I don't know. I, I'm going with AOP. I think that's kind of exactly that's yeah. a safe bet. I think, and that's how it all started too. Was um, Viking Raiders, you know, beat I think the Street Profits, and then Seth Rollins came out and was like, "Okay, you guys get the hell out of here. I gotta talk. I gotta talk to about about the AOP or whatever. Do some talking." Right. Yeah. Okay. So I, that's, that's what my we're thought. that's what we're going with AOP then. Okay. So recap. Let's see. So we had uh, Kabuki Warriors versus Lynch and Flair. I say Lynch and Flair. You agree? I'm gonna go with Kabuki Warriors. Ah. Yeah. I'm going with Kabuki. And then Warriors. what? This this feud gets extended. Sure. I haven't really thought about it that much, but. Hmm. Sure. And then Bray Wyatt versus Miz, I say no decision. No contest. I'm going with Bray Wyatt. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin, I'm saying Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, yep. Rusev, Lashley, we're both saying Lashley. Yeah. Alistair Black, <laughs> Buddy Murphy, Black. Uh, we're both saying Black. Yep. New Day versus Revival, I'm saying Revival, you're saying New Day. Mm-hmm. And then Viking Raiders were saying it's AOP, and you agree that there's going to be no winner here, or do you think AOP goes over? Oh, man. And you said it's for the tag team championship? Hmm. Yep. No contest. Yep. Yeah. That'd okay. be kind of weird, yeah, though, to do two think. no contests at a, at a, uh, at a pay-per-view. That's, I mean, it wouldn't, would it be weird in terms of show psychology? Yes, absolutely. Is it out of the realm of possibilities for WWE? No. no they've done, no. they've done uh, count outs in one, in one show. I think they did like three count outs in one Raw. So, yeah, they, they don't, yeah, they don't yeah. think about stuff like that. Right. Okay. Well, there we go. Well, there we go. 
Okay, <laughs> so those were our TLC predictions. Um, anything? Any closing thoughts? Anything you wanna you wanna leave everybody with? Well, I hope you guys enjoy the episode this week. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Um, hopefully, this comes out a little bit better, and we finally figured out how to use audio. Yep. Yeah, hopefully the audio yeah. issues are fixed. I think, realistically, there were no audio issues. We were just trying to do everything that... <laughs> we were just recording a crappy <laughs> We were just trying to do what AEW was doing that week. So, but yeah, no, it should be fixed. We, and, you know, we'll continue to, to learn from our mistakes. All right, well, I guess we're going to get out of here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Mr. Gray, where can they get a hold of us if they'd like so like to do so? So we find us on wherever you find your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Overcast, wherever it is. Give us a five-star review. Give us a, a rating. Leave us a message. You can find us on Twitter at QuickPainPod. Actually, all social media platforms at QuickPainPod. That's Q-U-I-C-K-P-A-I-N-P-O-D on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, you name it. So, yeah, follow us, message us, tell us what you like, what you don't like, tell us that you agree or uh, disagree with anything we've said. But just follow us. I couldn't. I couldn't have put it any better. Than yeah. That. Thank you. Yeah. Sir. Thank you. And thank you to everyone for listening, and we will talk to you next week. All right. See you guys later.